What up, what up, what up? Good morning. Welcome to the scorecard, the boxing scorecard, where I ask people to bring your scorecard and an explanation, not just simply your opinion. I am your host, Cedric Ben, here every Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. Canadian Eastern Time. If you can't catch the show live, you can catch us in, in any anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Um, you can catch the show if you don't catch it live. All right. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. This weekend, we had a uh, welterweight matchup, a WBO International Welterweight Championship bout between uh, Virgil Ortiz Jr., who is uh, only 24 years old and one of the up-and-coming stars at the, at the welterweight division. He's right at the, right at that level where he's going to – why he's already a, a um, star in his hometown of, of Texas, but, you know, as far as the, the bigger scene – and taking on the, the biggest fights, he is right on that level. He last night he took on the challenger from the UK, Mr. Michael Mackinson, who has a record of 22 wins with only two knockouts. So this guy is a as a real boxer. Um, much respect to him, you know. But you know, I've never seen he's he's only has an eight percent knockout rate ratio. Good morning, Chris Peters. What up? What up? I'm just gonna get through my little thing here. I'm gonna get through my little thing here, and then uh, I'm gonna get to your comments. All right, Chris. Thank you for joining in. Thank you for joining in. So, um, yeah, Michael Mackinson from the UK. Um, he only has two knockouts, and to be and one of the one of the one of the knockouts wasn't even a knockout because his opponent uh, had a torn bicep. So this literally guy literally has <laughs> how many fights? 22 fights with only one knockout like he really relies on his boxing skills I mean, he, last night was his only loss so obviously he's doing good for, for his career without power um and must be at excellent last night was my first time actually studying him like watching him closely um it's hard to to when you're watching someone for the first time and they're, they're going up against one of the best in the division it's hard to use that as, as an evaluation but um but anyway yeah uh, Mr. Ortiz, you can get the slides up now. Mr. Or Mr. Virgil Ortiz um, from the USA, from Texas, he comes in with a record of 19 wins with 19 knockouts. Um, so similar to that, similar to, to what I say about Mr. Betterbiev at the at the light heavyweight division. You know, if you according to the numbers, if you fight Virgil Ortiz Jr., there is a 100% chance you're getting knocked out. 100% chance of getting knocked out. And Ortiz Jr. already has some some good wins on his record. Um, he beat Maurice Hooker a couple of fights ago, like stopped him cleanly. Um, he had a tough fight with with uh, Cavaliascus, who dropped Terrence Crawford when 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 they fought. Uh, Crawford stopped him, but he still he still dropped him. Um, and just in general, Virgil, Virgil, Virgil Ortiz Jr. is a, a, a come forward boxer. One of the few boxers from this generation who consistently keeps his hands up, both hands up. Of course, sometimes he'll he'll kind of keep keep that lead hand down just a little bit, just to kind of draw you in. But it seems, you know, ninety percent of the of the fighters these days try to adapt that uh, that Mayweather style. You know, you gotta really perfect that to do it like that. Um, so yeah, there's really no reason to. to <laughs> of course, we scored the fight. Um, it stopped. It, the 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 results from the fight was a ninth round stoppage for 
uh, Virgil Ortiz Jr. I thought it would come a lot earlier, like the fourth round. What up, David Chase? I see your comment there. Give me one second to go through my scorecard, then I'll get to the comments. Um, what I was expecting, because Mr. Mackinson only has because Mr. Mackinson only has two fights. People call me right now. Because Mr. Mackinson only has two knockouts out of, of all of his fights. I figured he, he, he even but he was still undefeated. I figured he'd be able to box his way for a few rounds, but because because Virgil Ortiz is an aggressive fighter and he what he, he didn't have to worry about any punch resistance uh, um, or power obviously from his opponent he would he'd be able to come forward even faster than he normally does so I was I was expecting a, a fourth round stoppage for um, for Mr. Ortiz but Mr. Mackinson showed showed why he was why he's why he's undefeated why he was undefeated even though he doesn't have power because he was boxing very good at least for the first two rounds I gave him uh let's go through the scorecard real quick I gave uh, uh, Mac actually the first two rounds my quick notes Mac was busier landed more looked like Ortiz this for the first round looked like Ortiz was sizing him up as um and as the underdog you have to fight like the way that Mackinson was was fighting um let's see if he can keep this up is what I wrote for this first round second round I also gave to, to Mackinson Mac good but slowing down already um, only two knockouts, you know, no power. So midway through the second round, you could already see that, that um, Ortiz was already extending or putting extra pressure, knowing that he didn't have to worry about anything coming back at him. Round three, round three, from round three on, I gave to, uh, to, to, to Ortiz. But this is the thing, even though I gave all the rounds to Ortiz, yeah, I put this picture up specifically with Boots Ennis because this would be an interesting matchup right there, Ortiz versus Boots Ennis. Let me know your in your in the comments. I'll get to those in one second. Uh, I gave Ortiz round three, and the rest of the fight, Ortiz starting to punish him. Nothing to worry about with no power. Round four, uh, Ortiz clearly in charge. Max coaches are actually giving him. Yeah, that's the other thing too. I said Max coaches are actually giving him too much instructions. They told him like ten different things. Here's one thing: when you're in a corner, when I'm coaching boxers, not just me, but in general. You only have one minute. You only have 60 seconds. The boxer, they're trying to catch their breath. You can't be like, all right, step to the side. Do this. Do that. When he does this, da, 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 da. you can't give 15 different instructions as they're trying to catch their breath and drink water. When they, when, when your boxer comes back to the corner, let them give them five to 10 seconds to catch their breath first. Then you give them the water. Then you give the instructions. And it's only two or three basic instructions. There's no way they're, they're going to make 15 different adjustments in that in that 60 seconds all you need is two or three specific fundamental uh, um things to to change if there's anything to change things that you've worked on not just any anything new all right that was my thing I don't, about max coaches round five mac doing good things but he doesn't have the respectable power to keep ortiz off of him this is what i mean this is how mackinson was able to to last at least to the ninth round because the way he was boxing as i got the highlights up here the way that he was boxing, he was actually doing good things from his southpaw position. Like everything that you're supposed to, he was trying. He was trying to keep his outside foot to the outside of Ortiz, throwing a straight left, right hook, spinning to the side. Like he was doing all the things that you're you're supposed to do against uh, against a pressure fighter like Ortiz. It's just that he didn't have respectable power for Ortiz to to make Ortiz slow down. So you know that 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 pressure was just slowly getting to him, getting to him. And eventually, but he lasted the ninth round. That's that's again. That just shows Max boxing skills. 
because he Ortiz again he 19 wins 19 stoppages this guy doesn't have any power and he still almost lasted the fight with him three quarters of the fight round six mac actually did better in survival mode but ortiz but i still gave it to ortiz mac did good in that sixth round if you guys remember that round seven again mac is actually boxing good if he had power this would be with this would be a problem for ortiz um ortiz's coats are mad i'm assuming they thought he would get him out here by now yeah exactly see in round seven my notes for round seven um ortiz's coaches in the corner they were actually mad at him for for letting for letting Mac uh, stay into the fight, they actually got mad at him for a bit, and telling him I couldn't hear clearly because it was like two three people talking at the same time. But the one main guy, you could just see it in his facial expressions. He was like, "What are you doing? Like, cut off the ring! Don't just stand there and let him catch you." Da da da. So, like I said, you know, Mac was doing good. He just didn't have the power to keep him off. Round eight, um, he dropped him. Oh yeah, round eight is when uh, Ortiz dropped Mac with a body shot. Um. You didn't see it coming. It wasn't, it wasn't hard, but Mac didn't brace for it. And that's for anything. Like if anybody out there, if you've played sports, you've, everyone's been winded, right, by accident. Um, but the thing is, is why I tell people, like, if you, if I tell you right now, I'm going to punch you in your stomach as hard as, as hard as I can before you're going to stand there and brace for it. But like, if you don't see it coming, if you're just looking in, the, in another direction and someone just walks up and blasts you in the stomach, those are the ones that, uh, that take your air out. So my whole point of that, when you're, in, you're when you're boxing, you have your hands up like this, hands up here, and you don't see that body shot coming down. Boom! Those are the ones that take all your air out. That's exactly what happened to Mackinson because it wasn't even it didn't even look it didn't look like like um like Ortiz threw the punch that hard, or even sat down. It's just the way that just because he threw it so fast and not expected, um, Mac didn't see it coming. And in round in round nine, which I probably would have stopped it in the eighth round. Um, you know, you guys know me, I'm safety first. Um, I, I would have, I wouldn't even let Matt come out for that ninth round. He was, there's no way he was going to win the fight. Ortiz was just punishing him more. The only reason why they let him out for that ninth round was for his pride. And, and, in sport like fighting MMA, you know, you don't, fighters have a lot of pride. You got to save them, save them for the next day and and the rest of their life, not just the sport. So. You know, coaches have to remember this. This is why you got to remember you have to have a coach that that is more concerned with your life than your career, because a, a coach that's more concerned with your career and your legacy is going to let you take those extra punches for the crowd. You know, because it's it's, it's exciting for the crowd, and you, and there's still a puncher's chance that you might come back. Anyways, that was my little rant about uh, safety first. Um, so what is next? What is next for Mr. Ortiz? Um, real quick, too. I'm going to get to uh, not yet. You can keep this one going right here. Keep these slides going. I'm going to talk about the, the Blair Cobb and Maurice Hooker fight in a second. But you can keep these slides on here. I'm going to get to the comments right now. What up? What up? What up? Chris Peters going down to the bottom. Um, Tito would be um, Tito. I'm assuming you're talking about Ortiz. Tito would be best at uh, w welterweight, in my opinion. We know Tito was knocked down on several occasions as a welter, but he was able to get up back up and stop these opponents as well. Have trouble with guys like he, he'd have trouble with guys like Spence. Um, yeah, of course. You know, when you find the best, the Spence. You mean Spence versus Ortiz Jr.? Of course, that would be crazy because Spence has a relentless jab. Spence also has a relentless body attack. And Ortiz doesn't really, you don't really see him fighting backwards a lot. So that definitely would be interesting. Um, 
Yo, Chris Peters also says Boots and Crawford, no doubt, maybe even Young Ortiz, but I think he'd find a way to win like he's done in the past. Uh, yeah, yeah, interesting. I mean, like I said, man, Boots, you know, you know my thing about Boots, Ennis, I, he definitely 100% passes the eye test, right? Um, he definitely passes the eye test, and he has stepped up in competition and, and looks good so far. Let, let him keep stepping up in competition first before we just crown him at the same level as Crawford and 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 uh and Spence because one thing I remind people the way the, as good as as boost Ennis is looking is looking right now in his fights you guys have to remember five years ago five years ago Crawford and Spence were looking just as good when they were fighting that caliber of opponents back then. You know, when, now they've moved on. When you're fighting the best of the best in the world, those are all going to be close fights, even if you're winning. They're still going to be close, somewhat close. So people forget the highlights. Again, the way that Boots is looking right now is the way that Crawford and 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 Spence were looking when they were fighting those caliber of fighters. That's why they're talked about at their level right now. Moving on, Mr. David Chase, good morning. Uh, hopefully one of the sanctioning bodies makes, a Virgil, makes, makes Virgil a mandatory or gives him a final eliminator. Um... GB doesn't have anything to keep him busy with in the meantime. Who's GB? GB. Uh, 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 but yeah, Virgil Ortiz, a mandatory for who? For for Crawford or Spence? I mean, I guess so. I mean, he's 19 and all right now. Um, he only has a he has a WBO belt. You know, how about a, a bigger name fight? Like someone that with a, with a, with a, uh, a named opponent. You know, like I said, Mac was good, undefeated. Only two knockouts. Let's let's see him against someone that can, um, you know, that he would have to really be careful against, which he has before. Like I said, he beat Maurice Hooker a couple of fights ago, like convincingly. He also stopped Kill Vasquez uh, in his last match, who 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 had a tough one with Terence Crawford. So, you know, Ortiz, he's been tested already, um, but uh, let's see him. Let's see him keep moving on up. He's Nineteen and zero right now. A couple more fights. Um, what else do you say here about Tito? I think Crawford and Spence have, have skill and technique to outbox Tito. Um, yep. O L O L D H outboxed Tito and then ran away last few rounds. He laid the the blueprint Tito, uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, um, Crawford and Spence have the skill and technique. I agree with that part. I'm just confused with the, um, with the abbreviations who's O L D H, but definitely Crawford and Spence. Again, that's what, that's what I was just mentioning. They have they definitely have the skills to to keep up with him, not to keep up with him, but it's a question if Ortiz's pressure would be able to if he'd be able to maintain that against Crawford and Spence with their accurate counter punching skills. Um, Mr. Tyler Lee, what up? What up? Good stoppage. Always seems like he'd get him eventually. Mackinson did okay overall too. Not the best to watch as he was never going to win, but he didn't roll over easily. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. I was expecting a fourth-round stoppage for Ortiz, but um, Mackinson lasted to the ninth round because of his skills. And like I said, the things that he was doing, the things that he was doing were good. He just didn't have enough respectable power to keep uh, Ortiz off of him. What else you got to say, Tyler? He'll probably get more fights. You can see why, <clears throat> you can see why domestic-level British fighters have never really – fancied fighting him he's good at that level just not world level uh yeah yeah i could definitely see that like you said with his skills he could beat almost anyone out there just not knock him out 
Um, Zev was in here earlier posting his thoughts at 9.15. I don't think Cedric sees all those early opinions. Zev, did I miss your, your opinion down there? My bad, my bad. Chris was the first one. Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah, that was going to be my, my guess. Yes, yes, yes. Oscar De La Hoya, one of the greats, one of, one of the Hall of Famers, one of the greatest fighters of all time, especially at that welterweight division. Um, fought all the best, fought all the best that, uh, at his, um, in his era. So let me go back to what you said about him. Oscar De La Hoya outboxed Tito and then ran away the last few rounds. He laid the proof. Yes, yes, yes. You know what? That fight, too. Um, <clears throat> With Oscar Del Hoya and, and Tito Trinidad, it's a little bit of of De La Hoya's corner's fault too, because in between rounds they were telling him that he's winning the fight and he can just coast it now. They're the ones that told him to relax and and, and to and to move around. Um, so I always you know I always tell my boxers, man, like I mean everyone's heard to say you know never 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 leave it in the hands of the judges. Of course, every boxer, every boxer wishes and hopes that you know all their fights can end in 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 a knockout but um in a close fight in a close fight you have to do your best to 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 make it not close and just land a little bit more sometimes when when a box will come back to the corner sometimes a box will come back to the corner okay i'll check it um a box will come back to the corner and say to me hey do you think i won that round and I'll look at them and I'll say, listen, I'm not the judge. It doesn't matter. Even if I think you won the round, I'm not the person that's deciding if you're winning or if you're going to win or lose. So it doesn't matter what I think. You just have to make it more clear. So as a coach, you know, even if you think your your fighter is winning or doing well, you shouldn't just say, like, I, I, I sh you shouldn't just tell them that they can coast it, especially in a 12-round fight when it's, um, you know, at the championship level. Um. Even if even if you believe your fighter is clearly winning, you should tell tell them not to take it off the gas pedal. But you know, maybe put it in, in, in cruise control, but definitely not take your foot off the gas pedal. Um, you want to make it clear, like unanimous. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So next up for Virgil Ortiz, I don't know, man. That's um, there's a, there's a lot of options for him. A lot of options for him. All right, all right, all right. That was. Um, I'll come back to this. Um, if there's any more questions about this fight, we'll come back to it now. I want to touch on briefly is uh, the co-main event, or the, it wasn't the co-main event, the fight right before that. You can put the other slides up when you get a chance to, Eric. It was Blair the Flair Cobb versus Mr. Maurice Hooker. Um, this was actually a, 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 st another, a step up fight for Blair Cobb. Those of you that don't know Mr. Blair Cobb, he's bringing the, the wrestling the wrestling vibe into boxing in all of his interviews, you know, he's, he's, he's taken up the, the stone cold Steve Austin persona with the leather, the leather cut off, cut off sleeve jacket, wearing it to the ring. And the way he talks on the microphone, he's very animated calling out everybody just like, it's like old school wrestling. And you know what? He fights that way too. That's why I always say, man, I don't mind like the guys that, that talk trash as long as you, you as long as you fight the way that you talk, I will, I, you know, I respect that. I respect that. And he, he fights the way he talks, right? A lot of guys, you know, do a lot of talking in the press conference, and then they get caught in the fight, and all of a sudden it's a different story. But he's still bringing it. Um, Blair, Cobb, Blair Cobb, his last match was against Alex Rocha, which he lost. He got stopped. 
Um, and then this was this this fight against Maurice Hooker was another tough fight. I actually think Maurice Hooker is a better fighter than Alex Rocha. Um, what do you guys think in the comments? What do you guys think in the comments? Uh, um, oh, Ortiz pick in there. Um, what should we call it? What do you guys think in the comments about uh, the, the the Blair Club and Maurice Hooker fight? Um, yeah, this this picture right here displays it all. The way he's talking the whole time, the whole press conference, he's talking the whole time. Maurice Hooker is just playing it cool, just chilling, playing it cool. Um, and when it came out to fight, then there's a few things, a few X factors that uh, that might be involved in Maurice Hooker's life. That uh, was the result in his performance last night. The result of the fight wasn't wasn't a loss for Maurice Hooker, a big win for Blair the Claire, Blair the Flair Cobb, and this was also in. Um, I believe they said this was in in Maurice Hooker's hometown of Texas too. I know he had a few outside things going on. Uh, someone close to him passed away. I don't know if it was a family member or a business partner. He had his RIP. Someone on his shorts. So rest in peace to that person. Maybe that was heavy on his mind, um, but he did not look like the same Maurice Hooker that we've seen in the past. Definitely not. Definitely not. Coming out in the first round, um, I didn't score this one. I was. I didn't score this one. I was just relaxing, watching it. Um, but uh, he got dropped. He looked like, just in general, he just looked like he was hesitating for some reason. Blair the Flair was, was moving, doing a lot of good lateral movement popping a few good straight punches. He was never stationary, Blair Klopp. He was never stationary. He was always moving around. Maurice Hooker, he owned the center of the ring. Like he, he what he did was just stay in the center and just pivot around, pivot around to where to where to where Cobb was going and just popping his jab out there. He was Maurice was throwing his jab out there, but not nowhere near enough. Like it was it was a very um strange performance again i don't i don't know what's going on in the, in, in this outside uh what was going on during training camp i know he came in and was three pounds overweight three pounds i usually you know sometimes guys miss weight by you know just a, a quarter of a pound or just one pound at the most but you come in three pounds overweight i don't know um you know you have a couple of months or you know at least weeks no, they knew they probably no, they, they knew this about this fight for at least two months. And you know, you coming in overweight. I don't know. I don't know. That shows a lack of focus even in training camp, in training camp, um, or something. Um sports culture gaming, what up, what up? He is asking, when does Teofimo fight next? Teofimo is fighting, I believe, next week, possibly. I believe he is fighting next week. I will double check that. I'll try to double check that as I'm here now. But um, going back to the to the going back to this fight here. Um, so what what do you guys what what is next for Blair the Flair Club? This is also at uh, I believe this is at 147, right? Yes, it was because he's uh, he's quick to to call out all the top guys. So this was a big win for Blair Club to get back in into the into the win column. Thank you, Vinny Ali. Uh, Teofimo Lopez is fighting is fighting August 13th. Sports gaming, culture gaming. I'm not sure if it's your first time in here, but thank you. Thank you for, for joining. What is your comments about last night's fights? About um, Right now I'm talking about Blair Cobb and, and Maurice Hooker, how this was an upset win for, for Blair Cobb. 
Um, and much respect to him too, because he he didn't, you know, this most guys after they take a, a tough loss like that, you usually usually fight someone either at the same level or a little bit lower, you know, to get your confidence back up before you before you get back to that level. Blair Cobb, he had a, a very tough loss in his last match against Alex Alex Rocha. And I actually this he took this fight against Maurice Hooker. I actually think this was a step up fight. Like I think Maurice Hooker is way better. I mean not way better, but I think he's a he's a better fighter than um than uh than Alex Rocha. So that's what I was that's why I was expecting Maurice Hooker to 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 win this one. But I was wrong. I was wrong. Um there were a lot of fights last night. Oh yes, Conlin, I missed that one. Someone fill me in. Someone fill me in about uh, Mick Conlon because his last match um, when he got stopped, um, that last match when he got stopped was a close one. Um, he got stopped badly. It was a bad stoppage. But, um, yeah, 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 I was I was kind of concerned about how he would come back from that one, even though he was winning. Uh, I can't remember my scorecard for that one, but it was close. I remember watching that one. Um, so someone fill me in how, how – uh, what was uh, how did how did Condon look in his, in his fight last night? If you look at Blair the Flair knocked down his opponent here. Um, what else we got? What else we got? What is next for Maurice Hooker? That's the big question. I don't know, man. Like again, boxing it, it, boxing is not a sport where you could be half in and half out. You know, in other sports, when when if you're a half in and half out, for example, baseball or something like that, you know, you can you could turn into a, a what do you call it Des- designated hitter. All you have to do is all you have is one job: just go and hit a couple of times and go sit your ass back on the bench. You don't have to worry about nothing else, right? <laughs> Sport like boxing, there's no there's no half stepping. You can't be half in and half out. We all, you know, there, there's, I guess, keeping keeping your focus during training is a, is a skill because everybody has something going on in their outside life. There's never, you know, there's not a, a fighter, boxer, or MMA fighter that, you know, probably has absolutely zero stress going on in their life during their training camp. You know, everyone, everyone has something going on uh, during their training camp. So I think mentally it takes a skill to be able to, maintain your focus and honestly i honestly believe it's a skill to, to a mental skill that uh, that certain athletes have I, I said boxers and mma fighters but not just athletes in general at the at the highest level whether you're, whether you're a high level amateur or a high level professional athlete in whatever sport um it takes a lot of mental focus and it's a skill to be able to block out any outside stresses that you have and to to to, fo- to focus on on the task at hand um, my whole point of bringing that up is just that I think that's that what was going on in, in Maurice Hooker's life. Um, the reason why he didn't look as comfortable as he did last night in, in his match. Uh, like I said, I, he had RIP to someone on his shorts and he came in three pounds overweight. You know, uh, even looking at his body, you know, he didn't he didn't really look like ripped like he usually does. So obviously he didn't have, have the best training camp. Um, you know, he had Bo, one of the best coaches and best boxers in his corner um, in Bo Mack and Terrence Crawford. Bo Mack is Terrence Crawford's coach. Um, but it just goes to show you that, you know, you could have the best coaches and the best best help, all the best help in the world. But when you're inside that boxing ring, you're in there by yourself. Right. You're in there by yourself one on one. 
and it's you're you're accountable for yourself. So that's that's you know if you got outside stuff going on, maybe see a, a, a sports psychologist. That's the new thing in the, in this past couple of years. Maybe see a sports psychologist just to help with the mental side of your uh, of your competitions. Uh, good morning, Mister Nick, Mister Nick Leishman. Your comment is Virgil made weight and went nine, so I think he can hang around 147 for a year. I wish the WBC would order Thurman versus Ortiz Jr. If Keith don't want that, which I'm sure he doesn't, then let's get Avenician fight or Ugas. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Ortiz versus Thurman. Ortiz versus Thurman. Everyone's calling out Thurman these days. Danny Garcia wants Thurman. Um, well, I guess Ortiz is not calling him out, but I definitely that that definitely would be a very interesting fight. Uh, a crossroads fight for both fighters. Crossroads fight for Ortiz. If Ortiz, if Ortiz looks beats Thurman and looks the way he looks against most of his, against all of his other fights that he stopped, Ortiz's name should be right up there on that on that pound for pound list, which is subjective. You know, it's a, everyone's own opinion. There's not a, a specific. Um, there's not a specific. Uh, description on how to get on anyone's pound for pound list, but as far as one of the talk, talking about the top fighters in all of boxing, he he he. Uh, let me not jump the gun. He wouldn't be up up there, but he definitely would be on his way or close to breaking in that top ten pound for pound list. Um, you asked about Avenician fight or Ugas. You know what? Let's get that Avenician fight next. Maybe let's get that Avenician fight next. Um, what what is going on with Ugas? How was his eyes? He had a broken eye socket. Um, Earl Spence broke his eye socket in their last fight. Let let him let him heal first. Make sure he's good. Um, let him rest up a little bit. Maybe give him a maybe give him a, a, a tune up. Give it get his confidence back up, and then um, and go from there. Um, so yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Virgil Ortiz. He's looking. And like I said, the one thing that I do appreciate about Virgil Ortiz. Um, one of the few boxers from this generation that actually keeps his hands up consistently. He does move around, of course, with the, with that with that, and drops that lead hand a little bit. But still, like he only he only does that for a little bit, and then gets his hands right back up, and is coming in, coming in for the for the seek and destroy. <laughs> so shout out to Virgil Ortiz Jr. Another impressive win last night. And um, and there you have it. Um, I'm as I'm talking right now. I'm trying to look up the schedule for next week. I got it in my emails. I should have had it ready. What else? What else you guys want to talk about about the fights last night? Um, where where? So I guess that was all 147. Would any? Would Virgil Ortiz Jr. fight uh fight like Blair Blair Cobb? Would that be an option or no? Not yet. I mean, they're both they're both at uh, they're both at that level. I guess Virgil Ortiz not. Virgil Ortiz is looking for something bigger. He's at the same time he's only nineteen wins. You know, he's still he's looking very good. He's still only nineteen wins though. So I don't know, maybe a couple more fights. Actually, yeah, but Blair Club would be a, a, a good a good fight for both of them because if Blair Club could pull up that upset, that would get his name. He'd oh my gosh. If you think Blair Cobb talks a lot of trash now, if he beat, if he beat any, 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 if he beat like Virgil Ortiz Jr. or any of the guys that people are saying are the next ones up, 
he'd be talking even a, a lot more. Uh, schedule, schedule, schedule. Uh, next, I know in two weeks we got Anthony Joshua and um, and and Usyk. Um, what are you guys' thoughts about that? Because uh, <laughs> I I'm gonna go with Usyk. I'm gonna go with Usyk. Um, you can take the uh, the slides back off now, Eric. I'm gonna go with Usyk with the with the win again. I just don't think I don't think that that. Uh, that Joshua is going to be able to do it. Um, just simply, Usyk's skills. He just has those skills, man. He just has those skills. I know Anthony Joshua has changed trainers. He's with uh, Robert Garcia now. Um, but I don't think that will make a difference in 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 Usyk. Robert Garcia is going to going to have him. I guess the one thing is how how much more cardio this Anthony Joshua have because Robert Garcia is going to have, is going to have, um, is going to have Anthony Joshua coming forward, trying to go for the knockout. You can take that slides out now, Eric. Anthony, Robert Garcia is going to have Anthony Joshua coming forward hard, trying to be an aggressive, trying to stop Usyk. He's just going to try to have him use his size against him. He's, he's not going to try to outbox him. Anthony Joshua is not going to outbox him because here's the thing. Yes, they both they both won gold medals at the Olympics, but uh, you know there's levels to this. Anthony Joshua won his gold medal similar to I was saying how how Deontay Wilder Deontay Wilder won his gold medal um, with with pure power. Obviously, you have to have skills at that level, but it was is more of the fear, the their opponent's fear of their power, <laughs> that helped them. That was the main reason that guided them towards their Olympic gold medals. Or sorry, Joshua won a bronze. Uh, Anthony uh, Wilder won a bronze. Anthony Joshua won a gold medal. Um, Usyk won his gold medal at the Olympics from pure skills. Um, even as a big man, there's uh, you guys are familiar, obviously, with Arthur Betterbeev, who was one of the champions. Well, him and Usyk fought when they were when they were amateurs, and they both it's crazy because they both have similar. They both have the exact style that they have right now. And and Usyk beat Better Biev with the same way, just by he didn't hurt him or not like that, just by outboxing him, moving him left to right, lateral movement, and just simply simply outboxing him. So I think that's what's gonna happen with Joshua and uh Anthony Joshua and Usyk in two weeks. I think Usyk's skills are just you know, people people were calling me crazy when I said this years ago. I said Usyk is the next Evander Holyfield. The reason why I say this is because they both had the exact same career path. They both won gold medals at the at the Olympics at the light heavyweight division. They both moved on to their professional careers and cleaned out the the cruiserweight division. Clearly, clear, clear cleaned it out. They both moved on to the heavyweight division and have looked good. Usyk's first match at the heavyweight division was a little shaky. <laughs> It was a little shaky. I forget, I forget the dude that he fought, but he didn't look the best in his very first appearance at the heavyweight division. Um, then he goes and beats Anthony Joshua. Again, off of pure boxing skills. So uh, that's what I'm expecting to happen in two weeks. That's what I'm expecting to happen in two weeks. I still can't find who is fighting next week. Um, but 
of course, you know, I'll be back with um, with the scorecard. Thank you very much for spending your early Sunday morning live with me. Again, if you can't catch the show live, you can catch the podcast on any podcast where you can listen to podcasts. Talk and Fight on YouTube. We are Talk and Fight YouTube channel. Um, not just my show, but other other great boxing shows with different types of boxing content um, on this channel. One of the best, the best boxing content channel on, on YouTube. So if you haven't done it yet, make sure you uh, like this video. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And uh, there's something else I'm forgetting to say. Anyways, thank you for the guys for, for making taking the time to make your comments in the comment section. And uh, yeah. Peace. I'll see you guys next week. Oh yeah, hit me up on any any so on my social media too at Cedric Sports. Um, yeah, any questions or 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 comments, I appreciate that. All right, see you guys next week. Peace.